Welcome to Everybody Does Eat Everyone's Gumbo. This is your host, Deirdre T. Wilmer of Gumbo Lending Group Corporation. We're a Texas-based corporation. We lend in all 48 states, not 50, but 48 states, primary residents in Texas. I want to go over our, our compliance, 1854397 and 9260374 in our last. Today, I have a wonderful co-host coming back to me. So blessed to have our Kim Marshall in Affordable Housing Counseling Agency. We're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the coronavirus. The coronavirus. Excuse me, I call the coronavirus early in the morning. We're going to talk about realtor best practices and lender engagement. And last, we're going to finish out with the purpose of life. And I want to thank all of our followers and making sure we making everybody does eat everyone's gumbo at success here. Kim, how you doing this morning? Good morning, Dedrick. How are you? Man, I can't complain, Kim. You know I gotta. You know I gotta give your intro song. <laughs> your walkout song. Be nice. Be nice. Man, you know, come on. Who is this artist here right now? That's Johnny Gill, one of my favorites. Yes, it is probably his best song ever. <laughs> I beg to differ. All of his songs are wonderful. I love me some Johnny Gill. Man, Kim, this is you all day long. Kim, all day. You, have a, uh, 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 you know, did you like slow drag on this song? When you slow that, do you really slow drag? Or See, you now, now you're trying to get way separation? too personal. See, I can get on down. <laughs> <laughs> See, you out of order now. You out oh, of order. Of course I did. Well, Who I forgot. Now that's Kim and back in 1990. So we talk about 2020 Deaconess, uh, Kim. So if you understand about the black church, uh, and especially the black Baptist church, we're talking about the National Baptist Convention Church. You have the folks that dress in white, the ladies are dressed in white that sit on the right, the left side, most of them on the left side of the church, and they are the deaconesses. Okay, they dress in all white. I'm talking about every Sunday, all white. And those ladies, you ain't, they, you leave them alone. You come there, come to church late, chewing. Well, they can let you come to church late. As long as you get in church in time to get the word, you're fine. You know, or get the blood and body for communion, you're fine. But they want to make sure that you ain't chewing no gum, you ain't cutting up. And if anything pop off, guess what? You leave those ladies alone. Trust me, that's your real security. <laughs> Well, you know, I was born and raised AME, and oh. so in the AME church, you know, we Talk had all of the, the deaconesses and the stewardesses and all of that, but yes. my grandmother, Lord rest her soul, she made handkerchiefs, and she would give mm. to all the young ladies, if their dresses were too short, if their knees were showing, she would give her, them a handkerchief to cover their knees. <laughs> wow. Oh she yes, didn't play. definitely. And you have she to have pantyhose in the church. I remember as oh, a kid, definitely. Um, growing up in Baton Rouge, and there was a corner store that was not too far, you know, where I live. And you know, my mama used to always tell me and my brother go run to the store get some pantyhose because, man, if you didn't have pantyhose, you couldn't go to church with bare legs. No, no, man. not at all. Time is not strange. at all. Absolutely. Wow. Now we're and you know. A perfect segue to and in the banking industry, you were not allowed to um, come bare leg or open toe shoes. So the the whole world has changed. Mm, wow! When I started Man. in banking, you had to wear pantyhose and pumps. 
<laughs> yes. Wow. Kim, man, let's talk about this coronavirus. Um, you know, and how let's this is going to affect it. I mean, I, I mean, of course, you know, I'm in mortgage banking, it's gonna affect financial institutions, regardless of what the bill they got in Congress for the stimulus package. I mean, you know, how it's gonna affect the downline effect. And guys, this morning, all our, our listening artists want to thank you for supporting everybody does eat everyone's gumbo. We're not we, again, I'm gonna get a disclaimer that we're not trying to promote fear, okay. Um, this is the opportunity to start preparing. Again, living the Gulf Coast, you know, we all prepare for storms. You know, we don't go and buy a thousand rolls of toilet tissue. Okay, trust me. Uh, right now in Baton Rouge, where I'm from, there's a Georgia Pacific plant. They make a lot of the Northern and all the WalMarts and Costco toilet tissue. They in mass production right now, so toilet paper ain't never run out. As long as you got human beings, they're always going to be toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> well, and, so, and you know, with folks going out and buying in bulk, it's a little bit unfair because they're just storing it. And when the shelves are bare, the other folks that may really need it, you know, it's not there. So it's just real not fair. And it's probably not best practice. And you're absolutely correct. We're not trying to promote fear. There's no room for fear. You know, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But we do have to share facts. And you people have to be cautious. And they have to be considerate. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, and so what I and I know right now we're going through a bear market and and just give everybody a heads up. I know there's some I saw some some mortgage professionals uh, whom I call a great sales guys. And I've seen realtors out there and I started to talk about this in the last episode are going and telling people the interest rates are going up. Interest rates are not going up. OK. No. Um, and there's a difference between the federal rate and there's a difference between where the rates for mortgages mortgages come from treasury bonds it comes from the 10-year note the 10-year note take care of the 15 and the 30-year mortgages okay you're saying and the five-year note take care of some uh, below that okay but most mortgages are based on the 10-year treasury bonds and what has happened the fact that when rates dropped no excuse me i'm gonna take that back when the dow when the, the dow dropped so low last week and even though the feds reduced the prime rate which we're going to talk about the prime rate shortly what has happened the fact that everybody shifted and when the all went berserkers on monday everybody started pushing their money into safe safe investments the safest investments to put you into treasury bonds, savings bonds and treasury bonds okay that's that's kind of like we're not going to put in the bank because the bank only take care up to a hundred thousand dollars with fdic so people pulling money from banks and say hey move my money over to treasure bond you could put a gazillion dollars it's going to be protected okay because loans you have mortgages and people refinancing and buying houses is securitized okay so you're fine in that world now on the short term on uh, the the prime rate the prime rate is when you're going to uh for credit cards you're going for commercial loans um those guys that's prime plus two plus three plus four plus five and you go beyond there that has nothing to deal with mortgage mortgages and now all the banks and, and mortgage uh, institutions right now are getting slammed with applications so they're gonna they're gonna drive up those interest rates <coughs> excuse me with the corona just some stuck back in my throat <laughs> and what is well, happening I'm going to give you an opportunity to clear your throat and say yeah, just this one thing. You know, on there's, a sign, there's a saying that's that what goes up must come down. 
that that's just gravity that's just the nature of gravity but also when we're talking about stocks and bonds what goes down is going to come back up it's going to oh, stabilize yeah. and and yes. so there's no reason to for real fear when you see the numbers you know i looked at my portfolio the other day and i just absolutely clicked to exit i was like no way no way <laughs> this is not happening don't but micromanage I had to come to the realization <laughs> exactly i had to come to the realization i said kim let's have a talk with yourself don't look at it anymore you know this is a volatile time it's going to go back up it did it in the recession it did every every uh industry around and every incident that the united states or abroad has suffered with they the market always rebounds always always so correct there's yourself. no reason for a big fear and kim you could say it in a better and so and so with the show what has happened that everybody's still right now over the last four days uh, uh with my investors I've, I've 20 investors 10 prime investors the conventional fha va the whole nine man they have i've had five or six midday changes i mean in, in the mm -hmm. I mean, improvement deterioration improvement deterioration so i'm not telling so guys just always remember this so again understand that's why you have true mortgage professionals kim marshall myself we've been doing this since forever time i've been doing this since the 90s i've seen every recession i've seen the crisis back in 08 and i've seen this coronavirus you know i don't want the term they're going to call this now to this true bear market so again you know there's a difference between i keep stressing this you have a lot of folks who are sales people they are sales guys they're just app takers i call those or your traditional uh, nursing assistants that's what they are they just push paper okay then you have your people like him myself whom are subject matter experts we are the surgeons okay we the one who teaches this at your medical school okay this is when you dealing with people whom been there and they done that and they can explain to you what you need to do how to avoid pitfalls and then just get caught up on somebody who give you the one and fuzzies and tell you what you want to hear and won't bear to close on your loan you know what i'm talking about kim absolutely and so you know and that's and so back to you know with the coronavirus and everything else is that a couple of things and we're gonna go off topic on this one here again if you're sick stay home okay um it, go home don't do that if your children not feeling well keep your kids at home okay please do that when you're at restaurants below your nose in the bathroom okay that is the one of the most disgusting things out there i promise you it it it, it, it sets me on fire <laughs> Below your nose in the bathroom. If you do the number one, you do the number two. We're going to call that the number three. Okay? The number three is blowing your nose. Blow your nose in the bathroom, the number three. Gumbo Linda Group, Deirdre T. Woman, we're going to call that number three. Number three is blow your nose in the bathroom. How you feel about that, Kim? I feel the same way. And more importantly, if it's number one, number two, or number three, wash your hands afterwards. Yes. Wash your hands for 20 seconds. Do not put the soap. On your hands. That is so true. Kim. 20 seconds. It's not that long. Yeah. And I had a situation. I was at an airport and, um, and uh, gentleman just, I mean, came out the stall. And if a gentleman come out the stall for a while and it's not doing the number one. Okay, so it's a number two, a two and a half, whatever he was doing. Okay, not to be so graphic, early morning, if you're eating your breakfast while you're driving, you may want to just turn the mute down for a couple of seconds and, 
and come back on about another 10 seconds from now. And this gentleman here just walk off. He worked for Hertz. Hate to throw Hertz out in the bus like that. And Hertz may call me and say, Dedrick, man, what happened? And I tell him the truth. And this gentleman here, I mean, I say, dude, are you going to really, are you are really, are you going to wash your hands? And he just walked right out of there and then went to the counter at the airport with a ham, with a turkey sandwich in his hand. And then rubbing his co-worker on the shoulder. And I told his co I don't think you want this dude have his hands laid on you. This dude just took a dump, okay, and all the turnaround and then wash his hand and rubbing all that feces on top of your shoulder. That is now, like you wanna why this virus is spreading away and spreading. Oh, that's totally disgusting. Oh, people nasty. They are. And and that's unsanitary. And, you know, any all of the things that they're talking about with the coronavirus, cough in your arm, wash your hands. Those are just normal hygiene things that we should be doing anyway. Coronavirus yes. or not, that's just part of your natural hygiene. It, it makes no sense for folks to be on such heightened alert with the sanitizer. And, and let me speak on the sanitizer. You know, oh. sanitizer is sanitizer is a convenient way to kill germs. It is not a substitute for washing your hands. With <laughs> It, it just mm. is not. And so you're buying all of this sanitizer. No, you need to buy a bar soap. Buy some soap, wash your hands under warm, sudsy water. Your hands will feel better for one. And and it's just as it's equally as good, if not better. So just be mindful of that. And that's Man. one of that's one of my pet peeves right there. That Man. oh well, I sanitize my hands. <laughs> well, you don't sanitize your whole doggone body. You wash your body, wash yes. your hands. Your hands, and 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 so and that's why I say you know restaurants. You know, make sure the fact that you know if you go to a fast food restaurant, if they handling cash, don't let them touch your food. You and, and again you you, and again everybody does not have you know been taught manners. You know. And again, I both you and I both had mothers in our lives that and fathers in our lives that taught us what you you know what you do at home, you don't do that in the public. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Have some right. home training. You remember about the home training? <laughs> <laughs> yes, have some home training. And so just again, you know, this virus it's a virus. So it just like if you round people who have the stomach stomach virus, stomach flu, you know. Same thing. It's a virus. So, again, the best way to do is stay in your house, enjoy your kids, watch some uh, good t television programming, listen to us. I mean, I, we have six episodes right now. You could go into rotation. You know, everybody doesn't. Everyone's gumbo. Listen to that. You know, so read a book. You know, pick up a hobby. There's some things that you could do around a house, and that's why I want to just lead into this. And this is when now you need to buy a home. Okay, if you don't enjoy your house that you're living in, if you're a current homeowner or you want to buy, this is time now. Hey, I need to buy a home where it's that my home is becomes an estate. Okay, mm -hmm. not just a place to lay my head at Kim, but an estate where it's that I have a beautiful backyard, I have a garden, I have a workout room, I have a man cave, I have a um a, a, she, a shed. she shed. Yeah, you know I have <laughs> things that I yes Kim. Where did you make your house a home? You know, and you know, like Luther Vandross said, a house doesn't make a home. A home makes the house. 
but you have to have the home and the people what you make out of it what makes a home you know kim i know i'm preaching right absolutely. now absolutely you're, you're, you're right absolutely and you know here and i'm in little rock arkansas just in case folks didn't know and our city has been shut down pretty pretty good here our school our schools are closed um our city offices are closed we have quite a few closures this is the perfect time to spend some quality time with those little ones yeah. read a book do a puzzle do a board game turn the screens off let let's do some quality things with these children and that those are the things that make a home that that's a home right there when you yep. do all of those quality things you make memories in that building it makes it a home it, it's just there's no substitute for quality time with your little ones or with your family period that's so true kim let's talk about this next topic here realtor best practices and engagements um and the reason why i want to bring this up is the fact that right now we're about to go thick in the home buying season right now um in regards to the corona situation and everything else but people again people look on different online services and and everything else and one of the the, the things i think was been a really big issue um that i've seen for years when i have hired loan officers and mortgage loan originators that a lot of them don't like realtors and i'm just gonna make it plain and simple um and and i try to tell realtors that you you got to pick and choose good realtors and and i say a lot of times a lot of realtors they em they emulate and i'm gonna say duplicate they emulate um certain realtors whom were great producers back 20 years ago and you know and there's only two to three percent of realtors that produce 100 percent of the business and those realtors out there, they don't advertise. They don't go and, and let the world know what they're a billion-dollar producer. Man, they just sit back in a nice little house, relaxing, and they go and work it. They work 18, 18 to 20 hours a day, literally. They up at 4.35 in the morning, and they don't shut it down at 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Because guess what? I deal with a couple of them. I know. They work like me. And it's the tag wow. team. And they're committed to it. Slow feet don't eat. And mm. so... But the ones that look cute, I call the Instagram models, they're not producing. And when they get a deal, it's almost a crisis. You know, I thought coronavirus was crazy. No, these, these <laughs> guys get with a realtor ain't closing in six months. You're and, right. <laughs> and if it's greater than $300,000, man, you, you, you're dealing with some other craziness on your hand. And it is crazy. And, and that's why I want to talk about engagement. And one of the things about the realtors, if you listen in, this is coming from a lender's perspective and whatsoever. One of number one, stay in your lane. Okay. I've always said this. I don't know how to, I don't intend to write a contract. I don't show people houses. I don't care. As long as that house meets minimum property standards, it meets value. I could kill as anything else. Outside of that, I stay in my lane. Number one, stay in your lane. But I got realtors that call me, dominate the conversation. About mm. this, this, about the lending fund. I'm like, guys, let the bar take the app, let the process work out, and then we'll let you know on where they stand. But we don't care here about the story. We don't want to hear about that because, again, black. We look at black and white. Our underwriters look at black and white. The underwriter don't care about no story. Right? You think they care about story, Kim? No, no, absolutely Talk not. And, and I think you're absolutely correct. Everyone has a role in this whole process. And everyone has a goal. You do your role and everyone's goal should be to get that person in that home. As you stated, I'm not a realtor. 
I, I don't profess to be a realtor. I'm going to refer you back to the realtor because what's ultimately important is the relationship that the lender and the realtor has. Mm. And, and so when you have that good relationship, everyone knows how the other person works. If you don't have that kind of relationship with your lender, you need to have it. You need to get it. You need to nurture those relationships. It needs to be like a brother and sister. I know what you're going to do before you do it because I know my person. I depend on my person. I trust my lender. I have put my lender in your hands. I put my lender in your hands. And so because I trust them. Now, when you don't have trust, trust is a whole nother topic, mm. but trust comes in every situation. You send that person to me. I'm going to work that person. I care about that person too. I care about that person too. And, and of course it works both ways. When I refer a person to my realtor, I expect you to do the best job for them. Go find them the perfect house for them. Not a perfect house, but the perfect house for them. Damn. Refer them back to me. And we're going to get this person closed. And everyone's going to be happy because our goal, again, our ultimate goal is to get them in a home. And we've done that. But you have to do your part. The title company has a part. Oh, you man. have a part. Oh, man. The appraiser has a part. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a part. Uh, wait, wait, hold, hold tight. Careful. I got to send a shout out to those title companies because um, those man, those ladies and guys, man, they they work their butt off. And, um, they do. What they deal with, they they do not get the credit. Um, and there's so many of them now, especially in a lot of your bigger markets. But it, it's just that the they don't get the recognition uh, they get. And by all means, I'm not beating up on realtors. By all means, there's in the Houston area. Uh, if you put all the realtors together in Houston, they're the largest employer. <laughs> if they work for oh, other wow. one. Yes, it's a lot of them. And so, you know, when you have a lot of, of everything, the quality is not as abundance. So and I don't care what how many classes you go every week or whatsoever. That's the between making a hobby and that's your career. Mm -hmm. And that's a big mm -hmm. difference. And, you know, and and a lot of them, again, if you're doing it for the for the service, um, you do it for the commitment to serve people, you're going to do great. I mean, I tell I meet realtors all the time who just start beginning. I say if you focus on that. And I say, if you, if you develop good habits, but if you go develop bad habits and you get yourself stuck in a crab barrel, you know, you're not going to do well. Because if I sit down and if I look at Instagram all day long, I'm like, I don't understand how these people work. Because every 20 <laughs> seconds, I see a post. I see an Instagram post. I see a Facebook post. How you working? Are you sourcing business? Are you going out there to develop more relationships? Are you leveraging opportunities? What are you doing? Because taking pictures on Instagram and Facebook, it's not going to bring you business. Okay. Absolutely right. Every time you take a picture, that's a disengagement that you can meet a different another client to hand your business card out. Say, if you're interested in buying a house or anything else, give me a call. If you got a cousin, a friend, a coworker, an auntie, god brother, god sister, god child who's thinking about doing this process, have them to call me. I'm available for you 24/7. You know, and I and so it's again slow feet don't eat, and I keep stressing that. Well, and you said about a word about trust. You know what? You know, I always I don't know if you ever remember. I always tell you trust means taking risk under stressful times. Mm. Mm. Who's mm -hmm. willing to take risk? Mm -hmm. Why you stress? Very few. people. Right. And, and it's called trust. And you have to trust the process. 
And again, you know, I get this, oh, the, these are my clients. No, they're not just your client. They're about a client, but they're more with me. They're, they're our clients. You heard that before, huh? They're ours. Yeah, they're ours. <laughs> they're ours. Yes. And they're everybody's client. Again, everyone has a goal. Our goal is to get this person in a home. Our goal is to make a home buyer, a homeowner. That's our goal. If everyone does what they're supposed to do, then we can reach that goal. And back on the title company, you're absolutely correct. They don't get enough credit, but the title company is the legal entity in this entire transaction. Without Ooh. them, we wouldn't have a transaction. Oh, well, you got yeah, to have money. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Money legal. We've, yes, we've got to make sure that the money is in place. They're talking with us. And let me digress a little bit. In a transaction, there is at least 10 folks calling you for every one transaction. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot to juggle. So when everyone is doing what they need to do in their perspective lane, as a lender, you're getting them pre-approved. You're doing uh, the credit check. You're getting all of the supporting documents. You have your job. You don't have time to tell them about their home inspection. No, mm -mm. That, that's not that's not what I do. That's not what I do. I'm not I don't have time to go over here and tell the title company how to do their title search. That's not what I do. That's just not what I do. So every. Everyone's going to Kim, uh, say, the social media. Uh, mm -hmm. outlet. You know, digital marketing is huge. It is almost it is. It is. necessary. It is almost required. But there is a way to do anything. And there are proper procedures and policies that should be followed to do social media or digital marketing. You, you want to do as much as you can uh, to promote yourself, but you don't want to let social media consume your life. Now, for yeah. me, I went to a conference and they gave us a social media calendar. It was so very helpful. They said one post a day is great. And I don't have it before me, but I'm going to try my best to regurgitate everything that they when said. They come back online, I want you to elaborate it because I think our listening artists would love to hear that. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, one day you, you do something about your profession. You sell yourself. Then you do something a little personal. You don't want to get too invasive. You do something um, uplifting one day and then you do something fun, I think. And you just rotate once a day, once a day, that's enough. And once you start getting that engagement, you put that post out that morning and the evening, you go back and you respond to your folks and that's it. You don't have to do all that other stuff. That's it. And you can schedule <laughs> these posts. You yes. can schedule these posts a week in advance, you know, go on Sunday and just do all your posts. This is going out Monday, Tuesday, you know, and it just works. It works wonderful for me. It works so wonderful does. for me. And everybody can go follow me. Kim Marshall, just real easy in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I just put basic stuff out there. And it's just just fun. And this is Kim Marshall of Inaffordable Housing Counseling Agency and of, of Little Rock, Arkansas. And and I want to thank everybody here on Everybody Doesn't Eat Everyone's Gumbo. And 
you know, Kim, that's, and then it's not just, again, I want to make this loud and clear. We, we're not saying we're beating up on realtors because I love my relatives. I love them to pieces. They're my heart, my, my love and everything. It's just the fact that, again, is that a lot of times they're not getting received best practices in their training. They've developed bad habits and running right. in the process. Lenders control the checks. I don't care if you're dealing with whatever lender to respect your lender, understand your lender, because if you got a good funding source, do not. I'm telling you, I have funding sources that I use. Most institutions only use one. I have 20. And I'm telling you, if I got a good one, that is a blessing. And you don't mess that up. Because if somebody giving you money without uh, without a lot of conditions, and they make it a conditional, and they give it to you, and it's a trust, roll with it. And Because you got a lot of people that going to harass and knock on your door, ask for business, but can they get deals closed? You know, just like right. my, my, just like my investors, just because they bring a nice looking flyer, they take them into a nice, great, happy hour. They feed me wine and diamond does not mean they could deliver. So if you're a realtor and you're an aspiring realtor, if you're a productive realtor, make sure you get with a lender that closes. If they sit out there and socialize you a happy hour and every time you see them, they're out in the club with you and they're in a bar with you. They're not closing loans. Trust mm. me. They're not. Mm. Okay. Hungry like the 99% of the agents out there. They're not producing. Okay, <laughs> it's a right. Fraud. Make that loud and clear. If you call them at 10 o'clock at night, they're working. You call them up, hey, I'm slammed. That means they producing. Okay? It calls results. Slow feet don't eat. Last and last, last topic. Let's talk about purpose of life. Right now, we're going through the coronavirus. Um, now, like you said earlier, Kim, you, you, you may mention, you know, this is the time to connect with your children. You know, and again, even though this disease and this virus is not prone to children, based on what's been stated, not as facts, that's a theory. That's a, that, I mean, that's nothing factual about that. Um, you know, because this is a this virus has been around for a long time, but this strain is brand new. Um, and these kids are probably worried. You know, uh, they excited at one time because they got to go to school, <laughs> but right. they worried because they don't know. And mm -hmm. this is when families need to reconnect. This is values. Family need to reconnect and spend that time. And Kim, we're both parents. Our, our, both our children are moved on in college and your kid is in grad school. My kid is an undergrad. And, you know, we miss that life. We miss that day-to-day -day life. And, and as a mother, you know, because Kim, you're not, when you pass away, may God forbid occur in this time in our life, but when you leave, you're not going to be known as the banker, the mortgage banker, the, the housing counseling agency, the lady that was part of this organization, this organization whatsoever. You're going to be known as a mother. And your Correct. first title is a mother. And share the listeners about what the role of being a true mother is. You know, Dedrick, that's real important, but I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. First and foremost, most importantly, the way I was born was as a woman. A woman first. I am always a woman first and a mother second and everything else falls in line after that. And, and I have to say that because women play a vital role. Not only do we bring all you little knuckleheads in the world, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, we, we are just that, that nurturing factor that we have to balance. And, you know, motherhood is so important to me. And just for your listening audience, you know, I am a single mother of a 24 year old daughter and the struggles of a single parent are real. 
They're absolutely real, but they're not impossible. And it is a role that I would not trade for anything in the world, nothing in the world. It has been the toughest, most rewarding job ever is to be my daughter's mother. You, when I became a mother, it changed my whole perspective and outlook on life. I had to look at this little girl and say, she's going to watch everything that I do. She's not going to always listen to what I say, but most definitely she's going to watch everything that I do. What do I want her to see? What do I want her to emulate? What do I want her to mimic? Who is it that I need to be to make her the best person ever. I believe being a mother is a gift from God. And when someone gives you a gift, you are supposed to take care of it to the best of your ability, hands down. And so that's what I had to do with my daughter. And that's the perspective that I took. This is my gift from God. I've got to take care of her. I've got to take really good care of her. I think I did a halfway decent job. She's a decent girl. She's a good girl, not a perfect girl, not perfect at all. She is your normal 24-year-old. She was home uh, for spring break, and she got an attitude with me because I told her to turn the TV down. It was too loud. I'm thinking, by God, by God. <laughs> well, you can't I have two queens in the same house, my friend. <laughs> hey, no. And that is, you know, you laugh, but that is a story that my mother shared with me and I shared with my daughter. There cannot be two queen bees in the hive because when there are two queen bees in the hive, we all know what happens. They fight till one well, of them is gone. Well, OK, well, that's that's it's, it's, it happens twice in my lifetime uh, with uh, Queen Elizabeth and, and Prince Diana and, uh, and Megan, mm. Megan and, and, and also too with uh, Queen. Queen, let me tell you something. I, that queen don't play, okay? Right. <laughs> exactly. One person gets love you. It's gonna be me. <laughs> hey, I'm ninety plus strong, and I'm still gonna get my love. So, uh, the late Prince Diana and and, and Mark, you take your butt to Canada. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. You got to go. You, you got, to, got go. to go. Right. Yes. Right. So, yeah, that that's that's the joy uh, and and the pain of being a parent, especially being a mother of a female that you want to be a balanced young lady. I want her to be well rounded. You know, I didn't always do the best things for her. Now that I look back in hindsight, you know, I may have been a little too protective. I maybe did not let her taste that asphalt enough. Uh, <laughs> I probably mm. didn't do those things. But overall, she has turned out to be a really good young lady. Again, not perfect at all, but she is um, a good girl. She's a good girl. And, and Kim, I'm going to add this and I want to get this message to guys, you know, out there whom ha who, you know, come out of relationships with a child and have children and moving on to new relationships and everything else. Keep your children first, guys. I know it's hmm. the pressure of trying to manage between being part of your kids, but still trying to maintain the new lady in your life. Your kids keep your kids first. Yes, it's not cool. It's not attractive. I don't, I don't, it's not, I don't see too many guys on social media broadcasting their kids outside of Father's Day or Christmas on when it's a show and tell, but it's the mm. other days, the 362 other days of the year that you need to focus on your children. Put your children first. People could come in and out of your life, but your children there will go grieve when you, when you lay your head, because that's your legacy. I've seen too many fathers have buried their sons. My mom and daddy did it. 
I've seen, I went to a funeral last week with my close friends, Norman, Norman J.J. Sanima, much love to you, rest in peace, my brother. You know, his dad had to bury him. And when I told Dr. Sanima, he's um, one of the um, senior leaders at Southern University for many years in Baton Rouge. And, and like I told him, Norman, carry your legacy. Norman was an extension of you, Dr. Sanima. Mm. Uh, I said he was. He was you. He was your image. Wow. And that's one of the things I tell fathers. Allow your children to be the perfect version of you. And that's one of the things that I prayed to God every single day when I when 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 God gave me the opportunity to have a child is that to allow him be my perfect version. Don't be the bad version of the the mistake version of me. Be the perfect version of me. And I pray for and God have answered my call. Yeah, he's an imperfect kid perfect imperfect young man but he's the perfect version of me this mm. conclude another edition of everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo kim you know i gotta tell you can you come back of course i will oh, that's one that's what that made my day man thank you for all of our listening audience here today uh who participated in this wonderful edition of everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo and i want to share with everybody hey Again, hygiene, wash your hands. Kim, I'm not going to go over it. You get the drill. Tell everybody what they need to do. <laughs> wash your hands for 20 seconds. Cough in your arm. If you're not feeling well, please stay home. Stay home. Stay home. Yeah. Real stay simple. Home. Stay home. Yes. I'll buy you Dedrick, Thanks as always. It's always a pleasure. We I kind of digress a little bit. So and I'm likewise, and I'm ready to come back anytime you're ready. Man, 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 you're always welcome here. Hey, much love to you. Peace, joy, love, happiness. Stay clean. Keep those hands clean, like Kim said to you. Stay peaceful. Enjoy your home. Much love to you. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you next week. Everybody doesn't eat everyone's gumbo. Have a good one. <laughs>